guys and welcome to the first ever episode of the Hang Tight Podcast with myself, I'm Chris Fogg, I am the owner, creator, founder of Hang Tight Promotions um, and I thank you if you guys are tuning in and you're listening, thank you so so much for being interested and uh, or you just uh, hate me and you want to listen to this to have a new list of things uh, to call me a cunt for. Um, this is the first episode, and I'm really, really fucking excited to uh, be doing this. I'm I put together this podcast because um, we're now in an age where everybody seems to have a podcast, or everyone's starting uh, a podcast, and there are loads of music ones out there already. Um, some absolutely amazing ones that are weekly um massive shout out to the guys at the right hand podcast Stephen Hill um and Renfrey Debman those guys uh every week talk about the best in uh, sort of rock and metal uh, you've got that's not metal you've got the Metal Hammer podcast all these uh incredible podcasts that are weekly that are out there that talk about the big the big dogs, the big hitters in our music scene. Whereas, in my opinion, and I'm I'm pretty sure of it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but there aren't really any podcasts out there talking about the underground scene. You know the the amazing bands that are sort of not really the size of uh, you know getting into Kerrang or or maybe they do get into Kerrang but they get like. A tiny little footnote review, but in actuality, they're actually shit hot. And um, <clears throat> this is the scene and the industry that I love, and um, is why I set up Hang Type Promotions. So I thought I'm going to put together a podcast. It's going to be a couple of times a month, maybe more, maybe less, depending on what's going on in the month. And um, I'm going to talk about the best in the underground scene from all over the UK. I am sort of, I am prioritising it to be UK uh, and talk about things going on around our country. However, um, if I do get made aware or get sent something from, you know, a lesser known band from, you know, out of town, out of the country, of course I'll I'll listen to them and, and, and talk about them on here. But, um, yeah, that is what this podcast is for. Um, because there are all, there are so many amazing bands and artists that are working insanely hard, week in, week out, um, going to do these shows, and they really are good, and they deserve to be talked about. Um, 
you know, there are enough podcasts out there and there are enough people that are starting up podcasts that, you know, want to sort of review the latest Slipknot album, the latest Korn album, because, you know, they hope one day that they get quite a few thousand listeners each week and they'll get to interview them guys. And as much as, you know, I ov- obviously I listen to big bands as well, um, I'm, I, I genuinely am more excited and love the underground sort of scene way more than I do the big the big sort of names I enjoy much more going to a show in a, a venue like bootleg where it's like it's, you know it's sweaty and it's like the bands are, are playing in front of 10 people but they're playing like it's at fucking Wembley Stadium and I love those shows more than I do a show at you know the Ritz or uh, the MEN Arena. So yeah, so that's why this is now a thing, and I I hope you enjoy it. I hope it, you know you get something out of it. And um, <clears throat> this is also something that you know if you guys are listening and you're in a band, um, and you know you've got a new EP or a new single or whatever coming out, please send it over. Um, I will listen to it. This is now my little baby, uh, my little side projects. I've got a couple of little little side things going on at the moment, but this is something that I'm I'm doing for fun, you know, and because I love music and I love, like I say, I love the uh, underground scene. So if you guys are listening and you've got, you know, a new album, a new EP, a new single, new music video, anything coming up, uh, please send it over. Uh, so hangtight promotions at gmail dot com. Um, you know I will listen to him, and you know I'll talk. You know, uh, this is what, like I say, this is what this is for. It's to talk about all the the bands that don't get all the love and all the publicity because, believe it or not, there are some fucking incredible bands around uh, the UK at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> so. Basically, this is just an introduction episode. Um, it's just me this week, and uh, but from going forward, I I'm hopefully gonna have a guest on each episode. Um, they're gonna come on. We're just gonna talk. We'll talk about music. You know, some of the people that are coming on. Uh, you know, I know through the wrestling industry because I used to do professional wrestling so we'll talk about wrestling we'll talk about ufc you know we'll talk about bits and bats it is a music podcast and uh you know the main priority is like i say talk about the uh the lesser known bands and that scene but you know i you know we'll we'll talk about other things and i've got a, a few guests that are lined up that are coming up which i'm really excited about and um and also something that i want to say before i sort of move on is it's not it's it's not genre specific. So, um, if you listen to this podcast and think, ah, oh, you know, I'd love to send it over, but we're a rock band, and you know, he seems to only like metalcore or deathcore. Like, it's that's not the case. Like, I don't care if you're a fucking scar blues band. Um, send it over. You know, I'm not just going to be talking about the heavy bands. Um, it's it's for everything. Uh, you know. It's uh, it's talk about everything that's exciting going on around the UK and whatnot. So yeah, so that's 
<laughs> so that's why this is now a thing. This is, uh, I hope, going to be there to stay. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I, uh, I'd love your feedback. I'd love uh, to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your suggestions as well. Even if you're not in a band, uh, say you're a promoter or you work at a music venue and, you know, two weeks ago you had a shit hot band and you think I should take a listen and, and talk about them, get in touch. Tell me about them, you know. I want, um, you know, I want people to discover new music. We've all done it. We've all sat there of an afternoon being bored and done the whole uh, going down the rabbit hole in Spotify. Start listening to a band you like and look on, you know, artists similar and you end up making new favourite bands. So, in this episode, um, I'm going to talk about something... Oh, well, I'm going to talk about the Hangside Promotions and how it became to be a thing. And um, a couple of months back, I did a little thing. I mean, it's, it's sort of minuscule, really. Uh, but I did a festival um, in Blackpool. Uh, this is where I'm based, in Blackpool. Um, and the festival was... It was fucking incredible. Um, both days, from top to bottom, every single band just brought it. And, and was genuinely... A pleasure to work with for the most part and I loved every minute of it and for me I from where I was standing it felt like every band that went on that stage really wanted to be there and wanted to play and they went on with a point to prove so what I thought I'd do is something uh, a little bit sort of weird but I'm gonna uh, you know sort of review each band throughout the weekend and talk about them and then got a couple of other things and then that'll be it for this episode it's going to be a, a slightly shorter one but i say that we'll see how long it takes so <clears throat> i also have to apologize for my tick it's a cough it is a nervous tick um and it annoys the fuck out of me so i do apologize if it annoys anyone else so hindsight festival how it came about how it became a thing was so um before I I started Hang Tight, I actually had we me and my partner and my child uh were moving to Blackpool. Um and I because obviously I've grew grew up around here, I grew up in St Anne's and I keep my eye on sort of, you know, the live music scene in and around, you know, this area. And there wasn't really a a scene here at all you know there was no no one was playing here there was no gigs um there were you know there's obviously live music um and you had you know some great bands that were coming to the town but it wasn't there wasn't like no fresh exciting you know normal small town shows going on here for my scene um so i sort of thought okay you know I've I've been doing this for ten years, um, as a as a performer, um, I'm almost sort of obsessed with the music scene, um, and keep my eye on it, sort of see what bands are doing really well, what bands aren't, um, so I thought you know I want to at least try to bring a scene to this town because it's a big town, you know, and in the summer we have such a huge footfall 
because obviously people know that Blackpool, you know, we get, you know, thousands and thousands of people that come through this town each year. And so with that, with those numbers and, you know, those facts, like, this town should be like a really, you know, big, heavy hitter for, for all shows. But it, there just wasn't one. So, um, I, at the time, was working with um, somebody who I consider a friend at the time. Um, and I came up with the idea, I came up with sort of everything uh, to start doing stuff in Blackpool. It was all my idea. I worked endless hours, endless days, sort of set myself in a little bit crazy. Um, all for this person all these people and this company to basically be completely taking the piss out of me and I basically I was doing all the hard work I was really grafting but at the end it was their name on the door they were getting all the gratification and they were getting all the money whereas I wasn't getting paid at all for anything and um, that happened for two years and it sort of came to a head when I came to Blackpool um, and I'm not mentioning them I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of mentioning names or companies because they just don't deserve it. But um, if you know me personally, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And um, so when that split, it actually, it really sent me insanely bad with uh, my mental health, which is something else, why, uh, a reason why hang tight is a thing. It's down to mental health. I've uh, had severe depression since I was uh, 13 and this whole situation really uh, it it sort of activated a massive breakdown for me um, you know it got worse and worse and I ended up uh, trying to take my own life um, it was a really really dark place and um, a lot of it is a blur still um, however I was really really bad and I you know I was sort of quite, in, I was in despair. Um, and it was whilst I was in hospital and I had a police escort, I wasn't allowed to go for a piss um, without a police officer there. And um, I was sat in the, I was laying in the hospital bed and I said, sort of internally, I was like, if I make it through this, if I make it out on the other side, which I really didn't know if I would do at that point, I was like, I want to do something for mental health in music and then I can, you know, if it's still bad then I can bow out then. Uh, but I just want to do this and I had this little seed of an idea whilst I was laying in a hospital bed, you know, on a, like, had to, had to have supervision and they were sort of weighing up the pros and cons about basically sectioning me because I was just, you know, I was that bad. Um, so I made it out of hospital and I this little seed of an idea, that one little thing that I could grab hold of and sort of think about got me not only out of hospital but it got me, you know, diagnosed with bipolar, which is something that I've I've always had but never been diagnosed with, so I got the help with that and I came up with the idea of a, a festival. And um I came up with the name Hang Tight Promotions. Uh, it tied in with the mental health. It tied in with my story. It was never ever meant to be something, um, something 
uh, offensive or something to upset people and that was never ever my intention it still isn't um, and some people still to this day sort of go oh you've, you've got a noose or you know you've got a noose on your neck you know I know such and such or I've been through such and such it's a little bit tasteless and it's a little bit sort of horrible could you not change it however the reason that I've used what I've used for the branding is because it does make people however what the way they look at it look at it and go fucking hell that's a bit deep you know you know you could go about it a different way and it opens people's eyes because at the end of the day mental health is deep and we see it time and time again in the music industry i guarantee if you're listening to this you will know somebody who is seriously affected by depression and mental health or you might have lost somebody now is that something is that a situation that you've been in which has been really taboo and you know sort of like under like don't we don't want to tell anybody because you know or has it been a huge situation that you've had to deal with sort of by yourself and that's why sort of i came up with the name and i came up with the branding and then the festival and um i approached the venue they said yeah let's do it and it was going to be a one-day festival it started off one day, one stage, a full all dayer, and I think within three weeks, I went back to the venue and said, "Like, can we, like, at the back of the venue, can we make like a second stage, so we can have two stages?" And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I think two months into this idea, I had booked a festival, and I think there was. 19 bands throughout the day over two stages that I booked <laughs> now most of the bands that I booked I booked because you know they were either big names I knew them I knew how good they were they were a draw um, you know people would be excited to see them but there were a few bands that got in touch locally and because I wanted to really help the local scene and push local bands in and amongst these bigger bands, I sort of said yes to pretty much anyone that came my way. And it got to the point where I had to go for an emergency meeting with the venue and they were like, okay, you've got two choices. You can either keep it as a one-day festival, two stages, but you have to cut some bands because you will you have no idea how just crazy it will be you've got like 19 bands in the same venue through one day like it would just be fucking chaos or we kept the sunday open you can have it as two days which i mean i'd never ran a show before and now i'm being told that i've done such a good job that they're going to extend it to two days so it became hang tight festival and it became a two-day festival um like top band wise um i had so many people that was messaging me saying like who you try to book uh, i've got this suggestion don't like the amount of people that said don't even bother emailing about any sort of big names because no one will work with you no one knows who you are you know blah 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 and i had that so often and then in my mind i was like Do you know what I I can email asking about such and such a band and if I get an email back saying no then it what it took fucking three minutes to send that email it's a no but if I don't ask I'm never gonna know 
you know, if I don't send that email and they were available and wanted to play, then it just seems kind of dumb not to approach the bigger names. Um, so I got my first headliner of the first day headliner pretty fast. Uh, Envisions were always going to be the sub-headliner for the first day and they were... I. Th- I think they were the second band that I booked. Um, sort of the first one thing. It, it took me 11 months to put everything together. So a year of hard work and Envisions were like the second or third band. Um, I am a massive fan of Envisions. I've got their tattoo on my neck. I've got every piece of merch that they've put out. I think they're fucking incredible. Not just as guys, but on the stage they're unreal. And I just knew that they had to be a part of this. Um, I got the first headliner. um, But it was the second day that I really struggled with. um, Which started to make me ever so slightly ill. Because obviously I've got my uh, mental health problems. And when I say I grafted to try and find a second headliner. Like no one will ever understand how much it consumed my life i um i worked tirelessly for i think it was four weeks i had about five days sleep in in that amount of time just because i was i just was i was emailing everybody i think i emailed asking if a couple like there was two or three bands that i emailed and i I got an email back saying um uh, we love what you're doing, but such and such isn't even a band anymore, which was, uh, I mean, it just goes to show just like I was trying everything. Um, and I got told off of a, a now very good friend of mine, uh, Will, from the Bunkhouse in Cardiff, um, uh, to check out um, Mallory Knox, maybe, because they are um that he works with them not not too long sort of before that and um you know they were amazing and they were really good to to work with and you know go go try them which i I, for a second i did not think that i would be getting that band i just need to to um, actually sort of alter myself Will is from the bunkhouse in Swansea not Cardiff just goes to show how good my geography is um, so he said Mallory Knox do it honestly I think you'll get him and I was emailing back and forth and basically I got the email back quite quick saying that they were interested and available put my offer in and then it was just dead it was dead air for two, three weeks. And I'd keep emailing. He was like, I'm really sorry. I'm waiting back on the management. Their management's in America. Um, but, you know, like, it looks good. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then just be dead again. And I was getting to the point where I was like, I need to fucking announce. I need to get posters. You know, I need to get everything. Um, so I just, I was really panicking by this point. So I uh, ended up uh sort of really panicking and it so the 11th hour got the email they're in 
you've got them. Fantastic. I've got the full lineup. Got it out there. Um, I had bands dropping out left, right, and centre, and it meant that the posters kept being wrong. Um, however, for my first show, it got in Kerrang. It got talked about on the Right Out podcast. Once again, massive shout out to those guys, and uh, I'm now so uh, so proud to say that Stephen Hill is a friend of mine. Um, and you know, promote uh, Discovered magazine as well. They were amazing to work with. A big shout out to Discovered. Um, they they're a free magazine. Go and check those guys out. They are so good and they work incredibly hard. I've known uh, Georgina for years. Um, Georgia, sorry, uh, for years. And um, yeah, so you know that was it. And there, there it was. You know, the festival was done. It was booked and it was showtime. And it came to the the week and. As a whole, it was an incredibly hard and stressful task to do. I didn't for a second think how how hard and how stressful it would be. Um, and I suppose that's, um, you know, I think that's, it was just sort of a bit, a bit naive maybe. However, it it was an absolutely fantastic experience and it was for the reason that it was and you know I'm so proud of it being a thing and the 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 bands that I worked with was just I mean it was, the day was just absolutely amazing and um if you guys are interested after this please go over to the Hangside Promotions YouTube page and all the sets from throughout the weekend are up there for you to watch. Um, and you can you can see for yourself just how amazing every band was. So now, let's go on to the fun bit. Let's go and talk about all the bands and review them throughout the weekend. So, for me... If you know me, you know that I I, I love heavy music. Metalcore is, is my genre. Um, and that's my sort of main thing. So, for me, the first day was just absolutely perfect. And I couldn't wait for every band. The second day, um, you know, there were so many bands that I was excited to see. But I'm not a massive fan of the pop punk or rock and alternative genre. However, when you're putting together something like this... I'm not putting together a show for me, you know, obviously I want to enjoy it, but I'm putting together a show for the fans and the scene, so, you know, that's why I really try my hardest to get a big band like Mallory Knox, and, you know, the feedback that I've had and still have to this day from from the, the festival and the lineup as a whole has been amazing, and everyone absolutely loved it if there's one thing that I would change I would on hindsight move it to later on or maybe earlier because I didn't realise that the week before was Slam Dunk and a week after was Download which meant you know these are big established festivals that people go to 
and it was it was quite hard to sort of be competition to them um, and I was never going to be I never wanted to be competition but when you've got a festival either side of the weekend from yours that everybody goes to each year it is difficult <laughs> however for everyone that came everyone fucking absolutely loved it and had an absolute blast and said it was such an amazing experience um so let's let's do this so opening the the main stage or the 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 stage on day one was so i like i said i had a, a load of people that dropped out uh of the festival for various different reasons and um there was a band that dropped out uh, about four three four weeks before the festival and I was scrambling around to try and find a replacement and I really wanted it to be a local band that opened because like I said I'm doing this for the local scene and someone got in touch with me from a band called Where Oceans Burn and they were a new band they'd only done one show prior to this which is their first show they've been a band for about a year however the way that they've approached it is so incredible and for a year solid they've been coming together rehearsing getting tight as fuck getting stuff written so then they can put stuff out and they've done things a completely different way to what other bands do most bands just get out there and play shows and that's their be all and end all and they've sort of write and put things together in and amongst that these guys did it a completely different way and because they'd done it that way there was no music out there from them there was nothing I could promote there was nothing I could listen to they, they sent me a, a song that they were going to be releasing uh, a week or so after the festival and I took a listen to it and thought fuck this is really good obviously it's a bit of a gamble to put a band that have only done one show on something like this However, I just had this feeling, and oh, oh my god, if ever I've been more proud of going with a gut feeling, it is with this guy, with this band. They're called Where Oceans Burn. They are they they've got members based in Blackpool and Manchester. Uh, their first show was opening for Borders uh, in Manchester. And the second show was Hang Tight Festival. They went on stage at half one. First band of the weekend. Not a lot of people there. And they fucking killed it. They were absolutely incredible. And by far one of the best opening acts for any show I've ever seen these guys went on stage and it was literally like putting a firework in the middle of the of the stage lighting it and fucking running for cover because these guys just went at it just absolutely amazing um, they've now got a single out and um, I've still got their full set ready to be put out However, they've requested that I don't put it out yet 
because it's obviously consisting of a load of songs that they haven't yet released and they want to release it first. I want to let them know that the, the set is there, ready to go out when they give me the heads up and I cannot wait to put it out there because you guys need to see this band. Absolutely fucking amazing and genuinely just... I couldn't believe it. I was I was blown away and that is an understatement. And not only was I blown away, but every single person that was in the venue, either punter or band, came away from watching them and turned around and went, holy shit, how are we going to top that? How are we going to follow that? Which is just mental for a band like this. So yeah, that was the opener. After that, we uh, followed it up with... A, a band from Manchester, uh, by far the heaviest band on the weekend. Uh, it was um, Slam, Deathcore, Kings, uh, One Down. Um, now, I've played with One Down before. I've played a few shows with them. I've seen them quite a few times. Um, and I was really, really happy when... Uh, they got in touch with me saying that they would be interested and want to play. Um, I was really excited to see them again. I fucking love One Down. They're so good. Um, and how they are on stage, they're heavy as shit. They're brutal. Their lyrics are really, really deep. And then you meet them off stage and they're the most quiet, timid, super cool, down to earth guys and if there was going to be a band that could follow where oceans burn one down absolutely fucking nailed it they went on stage and really really tore the roof off um they were meant to be higher uh however their drummer uh it was his stag night in manchester that evening and they didn't want to drop out they said the only way we can do it is if we can go on sort of you know, first or second, I was never ever gonna lose them if I could uh, if I could stop it. So I happily put them on the second. They were supposed to be higher up the bill, way higher, um, but I was just happy to have them on. And my God, these guys are insane. Like I say, mix of slam and deathcore, but they do it so good. They do it so well. And uh, if you haven't seen them live and you haven't heard them go check them out you won't regret it and you want to go and see them fucking amazing amazing band after that we had um a band from bolton a little bit of a change a little bit of a mix-up um in terms of style because we went from really really sharp energetic metalcore band with where oceans burn Followed up by Deathcore, Slam Kings, One Down. And then Hollow State followed that. And Hollow State are a a rock band from Bolton. Um, consisting of one of uh, one of my closest, um, closest friends. And someone that I absolutely love. Um, Jack Collins. Uh, formerly of... Uh, Faith in Glory. Uh, this is his new band, 
and I was really excited to work with these guys, really excited to see these guys live. Um, by that point, they only had one song out. Um, and I just, like, when you friends with somebody, you sort of, you see them and anything they do sort of music-wise, you go, oh, it's amazing because they're my friend. However, it, he, de- anything Jack touches is just fucking great. It's, they are a rock band, but for me, saying, for me, talking about a band and saying they're, they're just a rock band is a really wanky way of describing something, because we all have sort of like, when you say a rock band, we all have something that comes to mind instantly. Yes, they're a rock band, they are Alterbridge, Blackstone Cherry, and like I don't know um what's the uh what's the other guy called that um they fucking love um I can't think of his name um but yeah so like Blackstone Cherry Alter Bridge and whatever other big sort of rock band that is good comes to mind put that shit in a blender mix it up throw in like their just level of energy and like talent in in terms of instrument playing vocals from jack um and you get something that is it really is special and really is something much bigger than just that rock band um they obviously came and played in a a spot that was quite difficult because obviously before them they had one down and after them they had a sleeve at the helm so they were put in a really difficult spot but once again like every single person that played this this festival they really fucking rose the occasion and they didn't let anything sort of come in their way of really really making a statement um absolutely insane Honest, honest to God, please go check them out. They've got another single out on Spotify, which I'm actually going to be talking about a little bit later. Um, and they are working on uh, their first album. Go check them out. Go get them on on Facebook and support them. You really won't regret it. If you're like I say, if you're a fan of Alter Bridge and Blackstone Cherry, these are these guys are for you. Um, so after that was um, another band that I was really excited to finally see live. And work with which was asleep at the helm um i've known brandon who is the guitarist and uh, uh backing vocal screamer uh for this band for uh for about six seven years maybe longer uh he used to be in a band called grow a beard um who i played with countless times and fucking loved them guys as a band they were really they these guys started out as kids in grow a beard their drummer was 14 um he they used to come and play shows and have to leave straight after because they weren't allowed in the pub because they weren't over 18 which is fucking insane um and brandon uh grow sort of broke up and he started to sleep at the helm and like i said previously i keep my sort of finger on the pulse and and try to keep my ears to the ground about who's hot and who's not 
And all I've ever seen for Asleep at the Helm is just people rave about them and talk about how great they are. And they did not fucking disappoint. They turned up. They were... They came to the venue before doors opened and they weren't on till half four. They wanted to see every band and support everybody. They were excited to be there. You could feel their energy just being sat next to them, talking to them. And they they really are something so fresh and exciting in a genre of metalcore, which as a whole, metalcore can be quite stagnant and samey. Whereas these guys just really inject something fresh. They're all really like quite young lads, um, and they they've got something. They really have got all the potential to really do big things. Um, their first album, uh, Dissonance, uh, is absolutely incredible, and it was a DIY album that they recorded and did themselves and I heavily uh, urge you to go and check these guys out they are fucking amazing so much energy once again like just a ball of energy and you can tell that when they get on stage they're at home and they ju- they're doing what they love um, so after that uh, we had um, another Blackpool based local um, band called Avarice um, <clears throat> um, Avarice are let's have a lot of drink more issues uh, Avarice are a metal band uh, from Blackpool um, their League of Saris and vocalist his dad is the owner of the venue that I worked with for this, Waterloo. Um, and because of that, um, uh, they got a higher spot on the bill. Um, um, they, they're, once again, uh, young, young, fresh uh, group of lads and girls. Um, they they are a straight on metal band and they they are a 20, 21 year old uh, replica of Bullet From A Valentine um, the way that they play the way that Lucas has his guitar and holds himself and his manner on the stage is uh, just you know, Bullet for My Valentine, and you can tell where they get their influences from, it's quite obvious. Um, these guys went on stage, um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they played, and, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it was, it was a, uh, young, poison, uh, era bullet for my valentine um if that you know if that's uh, for you yeah uh, so after that we had a band that i was so excited and honored to have on the bill they played a headline show at the waterloo on the tuesday so three days before the festival 
and they got a cancellation and they got in touch with me and said listen we really want to come and play the festival we'll travel back to Blackpool if you can get a spot for us we'll fucking come and play for 10 minutes we just want to play and absolutely I said yes this band is called Dark Cell they're a band from Australia um, they were over here on their first tour of the UK um, over in the UK I suppose they're not If you can, sorry if you can hear shouting in the background it's Ollie my little boy downstairs going mental because he's watching Moana um, these guys are from Australia over here relatively unknown like I say it was the first UK tour these guys one fucking incredible lads I'm honoured to call them friends now um, but not only that if you actually look up the band online you'll see that they may be unknown over here but that's not the case in Australia these guys have played with Rob Zombie these guys have played with Motionless in White um, their um, album was recorded um, uh, was recorded with oh my god I can't think who it was um, huge huge name anyway um, and they had a standing basis for this tour who is a guy uh, called Jonathan and he is in a band called From Love to Violence which is another band from Australia however just look up um, this guy because um, yes he was a stand-in and um, you know not an actual member of Dark Cell however this guy has been in the music industry for about 20 years if not longer um, his 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 band from Love to Violence are have just released their new their new album but this guy has is a really big name he was actually in the film the queen of the damned believe it or not um and once again absolutely blown away and honored to be able to say that i can call these guys friends these guys are horror metalcore from australia and once again the fucking energy and the passion and the love for the music from these guys they literally said we will come back to Blackpool and we will play for five minutes one song in between the changeovers we just want to fucking come and play for you and I, I mean these guys sound like Rob Zombie mixed with Alice Cooper bit emotionless in white like early motionless in white though like all fucking mixed in but honestly please go and check these guys out like i cannot i cannot say it i can't i can't i can't say it clearer than these guys you just need to see them absolutely amazing what a show these guys put on just absolutely amazing it was a pleasure to have them asked to play the festival and it is my mission in life to make sure that they come back over to the uk and i work with them again because they are now brothers of mine and 
once again, so proud to call them friends. So they jumped on last minute. Uh, they were added on the Wednesday. Um, after that, we're, we're nearing the end of day one. Um, after that, we had... Um, we had on hollow ground. Uh, I'm just thinking, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I did it. Hmm. Yeah. I think so. It was two secs. I'm just gonna. Sorry, we're back. I just had to get my other notepad to get the running order. Um, and I was wrong. After Dark Cell was a band called as Flames Rise and um, I put these guys on um, as they were highly recommended and they're managed by Will once again owner of the bunkhouse and um, I need to sort of just sort of give two minutes and say just how how much I love and appreciate everything that Will did for me. He helped me so much through everything when it came to, you know, suggestions for bands, suggestions for things to do. He uh, not only made my poster, but did every single fucking edit to it. And you only need to ask him how many edits he did to the poster just to get a feel for how many bands were dropping in and out. Without Will, I hand on heart say that this festival probably wouldn't have happened. He was he was absolutely incredible and um you know, he helped me when he didn't have to. He had no obligation to give me his time and I love and you know I'll do anything for him uh, in the future and I believe and I hope um, I can safely say that um, I can call him a friend now and um, and uh, yeah so he also manages bands um, and one of those bands that he manages is a band called as Flames Rise um, these guys are like quite well known uh, you know quite decent names themselves uh, down south where they're from um, they're from sort of like the opposite side of the country and um, down their neck of the woods they play sort of headline you know, main support sort of slots um, these guys I'd, I'd not heard of um, because it not played many if any shows sort of up this way um, and um, you know we'll ask if there was a spot uh, they'd really sort of appreciate the, the opportunity to come down and play and obviously play the festival um, so I, I put these guys on and like I say I sort of I, I, I booked them uh, originally because sort of Will asked if for all the help you know I could sort of do him a favour and, and put their, his boys on and um, you know I didn't know much about them and after seeing them I can honestly say like what a massive mistake it is for people up this way to overlook these guys and to not have them on shows because they're really really fucking good um they're they they on stage they're really tight 
they they do what they do really really crisp really good and they they've got really good songs um like i say like i i went into them and sort of did it you know as a favor and sort of thank you to will however i came away from it and, and watched back all the sets and was like wow you know this is actually like what a fucking shame that these guys aren't better known up north because they're really fucking good and um i hope that they get more opportunities i definitely want to work with them again in the future um really really nice guys really good musicians and really tight on stage they did so well um and they sort of played in a bit of a an awkward time as well because it was at that time where um it was like half six ish so people by that point were that had been there all day were really drunk and some people were like starting to filter in that had been at work or whatever and so it was it was an awkward set time however they really did smash it and they really did so well and didn't let something like that um sort of put them down and you know upset them um which is amazing it's what you know so you can ask for with a band um yeah so those guys really really did um they didn't let anything like that sort of uh come in the way of wanting to get on stage and sort of make a statement and show people just who they are um and i think they definitely did that um so after that we're nearing the end of day one guys after that was a band that I put in this spot because they are one of the most hardworking, dedicated, talented, fucking amazing bands on the scene in the UK. Hands down, no one can argue with me that this isn't 100% fact. I have been friends and uh, worked with On Hollow Ground for about about five, six years now. Um, uh, we just got put together on the same show one time and I saw them once and was like, fuck yes, sign me up. What you guys do, I, I, want, I want more of it. They are, they are unbelievable as musicians and so fucking down to earth and humble and just lovely guys and it is a it's honestly a a crime that these guys are not being noticed more are not being put higher up on bills in and on on bigger festivals because they fucking deserve it and they are ready um i put them on as the last band before the headliners we had obviously two uh, sort of like uh split headliner for this day um and it was about three in the afternoon that i got a message off jack and he said chris we've been talking do you want to jump on and do guest vocals for us um on um no imperfections um i instantly was like fuck yeah i want to do it and um he was like do you know the song do you know like do you know it and i was like yeah, yeah of course i do i didn't 
I knew the song obviously but I didn't know the bit that I was meant to do however I just wanted to fucking get on stage and rip it up with these guys so um, I said yeah and in between interviewing all the bands watching obviously all the bands through the day I kept running upstairs to listen to the songs and listen to the bit that I was doing guest vocals with um, so these guys get on stage and like I say I had no questions about it that they weren't they were going to be anything less than fucking incredible and they were one of my bands of the weekend and it's not because they're friends of mine it's because they're simply that good um, and it got to the last song time for me to do guest vocals I got on stage and guys please go to YouTube go and get the on ground full set and watch this I have never done anything seen anything and will never probably do this again to perfection as it as it happened so I got on did um, the first bit so the first bit was for the first time I'll never go back there so I do that bit and as I'm doing that the whole band sort of go information behind me and start sort of crab core moshing I do that bit then join in with the mosh with the band not looking at them not having any sort of eye contact with any of them and we are absolutely 1000% in sync on stage moshing honestly guys it might not seem fucking amazing from that explanation but go and watch it it is it was just incredible and I walked off just feeling on cloud number nine. I They really did rise to the occasion. And like I say, if you haven't heard them, go check them out. If you book shows and you haven't booked them, go book them. If you have booked them for shows, but you keep putting them on first or second, on um, whatever band gets put on as main support or, or headline, you need to seriously look at what you're doing because these guys fucking deserve it um so then we're down to the last two bands of the day um first co-headliner of the night was envisions and i could i can sit and talk about envisions all day and still have things unsaid about how good envisions are envisions are the next asking alexandria the next fucking uh, fuck it bring me the horizon the next UK Attila these guys are not only good enough not only talented enough but have everything in line to fucking be big these guys are no joke right I saw them by accident at Deadbolt Fest two years ago and walked away from that that show and that show was in I think Deadbolt Fest was in like October that year by December my Spotify end of year thing they were the most played band of the year and I discovered them two year, two months before Envisions are uh, how do you explain them Envisions are a 
mix of heavy, heavy metalcore, some really down-tempo tech, almost, almost not quite deathcore-y, but really tech riffs and bass lines and hooks. Um, they are a band, they're a metalcore band in a genre like metalcore which is extremely hit and miss there are so many metalcore bands out there that are just that former just try to be asking alexandria or they're trying to be a replica of attack attack or fucking whoever whereas envisions do metalcore they do the genre but they do it completely in their own way they are one of if not my favorite bands from around the uk and there is a reason for that um absolutely fantastic for me probably the band of the weekend um if not the band of the weekend definitely up there and they absolutely destroyed it everybody walked away from day one saying that envisions were their band of the weekend and not only that Mr. Stephen Hill from the Right Out podcast was came down for day one, and he openly sort of hates anything that is modern metalcore. Uh, he doesn't like it at all. However, at the back, by the front door, sort of at the back of the crowd, I was on I was on stage getting pictures, and Mr. Stephen Hill was stood at the back, banging his head with a smile on his face. If envisions are that good that they can make Stephen Hill get into it and start headbanging, then you must fucking know that these guys are for real. If you haven't checked them out already, what are you doing with your life? Go and get them on right this second. And that brings us to the headliner for day one, which was Shapes. Um, I'm keeping this super... um, super positive and super sort of um like positive vibes throughout so i will say that it was an absolute privilege to have a band like shapes headline day one of my festival um when it came to them getting on stage and doing what they do they were absolutely fantastic they they really did do so well um and you know it was a pleasure to work with them um yeah so let's keep it at that so we're gonna go on to day two now i realize it's been an hour i'm gonna try and get through this as as fast as i can day two was the more uh pop punky alternative rock day um not only that this day was filled more so with the local bands saturday was a mix sunday was a lot more local band heavy um so uh sunday started we had um we had someone opening and then the first band of the day two was a blackpool pop punk band called open waters um i uh they'd been suggested to me these guys uh, are, like I say, young, um, 
they um, they are sort of quite new, so um, there wasn't a lot to sort of go off before seeing these guys. Um, it's always really hard when it comes to booking local bands because you'll find sometimes that they haven't got a lot of material out there to listen to or they haven't got, you know, you can't go on their page and see X amount of shows that they've played and whatnot and get a gauge for them. That was the case with Open Waters. Um, they were really, really fun, um, energetic, pop-punk band um, that really sort of kicked things off on day two and um, and brought the uh, the fun, energetic uh, vibes to day two when there was quite a lot of people that were hungover and dead from the day before. Um, these guys sort of showed up and, and really brought brought the big vibes. Um, after that was a band that I was really excited to work with and really excited to see because in terms of the most alternative and out there band of the weekend, that title absolutely goes to Marble Tides. Um, Marble Tides are a band from down in Bournemouth um, and the reason that they were booked and they were put on this is because their guitarist is a guy called Zach Thompson who is from St Anne's, I grew up with him, um, I've, I've, he's been one of my best friends since I was 15 and he is an absolute god of a man. Um, if you can think of Jesus Christ and Zeus, they fuck and have a baby, Zach Thompson is the end product. He, um, he and he's, all joking aside, um, when we were kids he used to be in a band called Right to Remain and he's an insanely tight and talented, talented guitarist so I wanted to get these guys on also uh, Marvel Tides have not played a show in Blackpool or anywhere close so this was their first time playing here and the first time for sort of like Zach's family and, and, and local friends to be able to come down and see his band for the first time, which was amazing to be able to bring them down and do that. Um, as a band, fuck, like they are, um, they are very, very alternate. They're, I would say they're more on the indie scale than they are rock. They have, with Zach in the band and the way that he plays, they do have that element of rock in there because of how he, he does what he does. However, they were, I would say they're, they were an alternative, just an alternative band, if I'm being honest. Their vocalist is, came on stage with this jacket, was so fucking eccentric, and, um, like, I don't know what it was about them, and, uh, like, this is what I meant when I said, like, it's going to be kind of weird reviewing your own festival, but I'm always dead open and sort of honest and, and speak the truth, and these guys got on stage, and they, I don't know, it just you had to watch the stage. It was really weird. It was one of their moments. Um, they played their set. Everyone loved it. People screamed for an encore and the venue sound guy tried to say no and cut them off. And I said, no, fuck that. This is my show. Give them an encore. And they, they had an encore. Got me slightly in trouble 
But, you know, these guys not only have not played here before, however, they've come all the way down from Bournemouth. And I'll be honest, Zach brought a lot of people, friends and family-wise, to come and see him. So when it came to giving a band an encore for that day, they deserved it, and they were the ones that should have got it, and they did. Um, And just, yeah, go check them out. Um, Very, very, very different in terms of the whole day, but definitely one to, to go and check out. Um, following that, we sort of brought the tempo down ever so slightly. Um, you know, it's a Sunday. Like I said, the day before was quite heavy. Um, so we had some acoustic after that. And um, I put on this bill a guy who um, I was introduced to when I was working a show in uh, Sheffield. But actually, I'd... It turns out that I'd actually seen him before because he supported Crazy Town in, in Bolton. And um, he's an acoustic singer-songwriter, but he, he's he got so much energy. And the way that he puts together his songs, he tells a story. He's a really... For an acoustic artist, on the second day of a festival, um, with bands like there were on the Sunday, a lot of people would have got really intimidated and sort of, you know, found it hard to go on stage. Um, Dog Coffee didn't do that. He absolutely owned it. Um, You wouldn't have believed that, you know, he was the odd one out on the lineup, him being acoustic, because... He just went on and really owned it. The guy is super lovely, really down to earth guy. Um, I've got so much time for him and so much love. I really enjoy his music. And um, when it came to me putting it out there that I was doing this for mental health, he got in touch with me and said, I don't know sort of what you're looking for, but if I can fit on, I would love to play. And it was a privilege to have him on. And unfortunately, he's... Um, he's had to sort of call it quits with music because sort of life's got in the way and he can't juggle everything. It's a massive shame because um, he has a lot of talent and he has um, he has something that stands out in a genre like acoustic music, which is quite hard to stand out from the crowd and be different. So uh, his music is still up on Spotify and I do absolutely recommend going and listening to it really talented absolutely absolutely amazing guy uh that was dog coffee um after that um we had like a bit of a break and um we got ourselves ready for the end of the day so after the break uh we had local darlings and friends of mine Otis montage um they were by far the heaviest band on the day today, or on the Sunday. And the reason behind that is when Deck got in touch with me and asked if there was a spot and he could play, he said that his band was a pop-punk band. And as it happens, the band evolved in 11 months and they were more metalcore a day to remember than they were pop-punk. So they were really heavy for this, this day. However, it really worked and I kind of, I'm kind of happy turned out the way that it did because it did throw 
something a little bit different and really got that energy picked straight back up again after the acoustic and um, I think it would have been hard for anybody else to be able to do it these guys went on and really fucking brought it came on strong um, it's no secret I love Oxford's Montage they're really good friends of mine and once again really proud to call them friends however that aside Oxford's Montage are a band that have different elements and are a really interesting band they have a lot of potential they work really hard and their their general outlook on music is just insanely impressive and if everybody else had that, the same outlook the music industry would be or our, our scene would be a lot nicer and easier to work in however these guys really do stand out for the crowd in Blackpool and for me they're one of the best bands in Blackpool in terms of their work rate and dedication just what they'll do to go and play a show they'll happily drive six hours to the other end of the country just to play a 15 minute spot and that's a mindset that you know everyone should have as a band they are still very rough around the edges um, there is a lot of room for improvement in areas but they know that and they're really open about that and they are constantly working on that I also think that being a little bit rough as a band isn't necessarily a bad thing it's bad if as a whole like the whole the whole thing is rough and a little bit shady however when I say these guys are rough around the edges I mean that they're still finding their sound they're still sort of experimenting and having a little play around with things they can't you can't pigeonhole them which is a little bit difficult when it comes to shows however there are so there's such there's such a huge amount of strong elements to the band as a whole the rough sides of certain things like there are some songs that on stage live like vocally are a little bit sort of just a little bit rough However, I think with the sound that they're going, or seems to be going with now, it actually really works because it, it, sometimes, sometimes everything doesn't have to be super polished and super, you know, oh look, here's something dead presentable that you can show your grand. You know, music's, you know, music's about being sort of ever so slightly different and and I, th- I think the way in the in the areas that these guys are a little bit rough around the edges I think it really works for them as a whole and um, these guys have just released a, a little EP uh, this week which is uh, some of their old songs re-recorded with their uh, one of their new vocalist Alex and their new drummer Kane go, go over to Spotify and check them out they're really really fucking good and see if you understand what I mean when I, when I say about rough around the edges um, we've got three bands left and that's it um, after that was a band called Jekyll they're a local Blackpool band they are uh, a rock band uh, Radio 1 have recently taken a massive interest in them uh, they played the Live Lounge and they did um, uh, I think they played Radio 1's Big Weekend and um, like really really picking up and making a name for themselves these guys 
really hitting a stride. They, unfortunately for hot, like most of their set, I was interviewing Mallory Knox and getting the, those guys ready. However, I've watched back their set, and these guys like are, they they inject something fresh in um, a sort of the sort of Radio One rock group and genre. Um, and then you know, like from Blackpool local. And I think the week before the festival, they were they did like the live lounge. Oh no, they did Made of Veil. That's it. Uh, so go and check these guys out. Like really, really big things happening for them. Um, the main support for day two was a band um, from the valleys. I apologise for my dog shit Welsh impression. Um, called Seven Stories High. They're a pop punk, pop punk band from Wales. Um, these guys are managed by Will once again. He put them forward because I, like I said, pop punk and whatnot isn't really my genre. He helped me out and sent me these guys over. These guys are, you know, making a decent name for themselves, doing some big things, and I put these guys on and put them high up on the bill as a band that I've never played around here and it was probably a little bit of a a gamble to put them so high however they really really did once again rise to the occasion one of pretty much every band came and really sort of delivered they they knew how big it was to be support main support from Mallory Knox and they really did get that energy up get that vibe get the crowd ready for Mallory Knox and for the end of the festival uh, which comes to the last band and this is where I'm going to wrap it up because I've been going for an hour and 20 minutes um, so to get Mallory Knox on a festival on my festival was an absolute honour and a privilege and I never thought in a million years that it was actually going to happen um, I'm I'm a really emotional person when it comes to music, and um, I'm someone that you know openly and proudly say you know I went to see Rob Zombie at Download Festival and I was stood there crying because I was just it meant so much for me to be there. And when I got the email back and and I got the green light for Mallory Knox, once again I cried because I just couldn't believe what I'd achieved and what I'd done after. 11 months before being laying in a hospital bed, not knowing if I was going to make it through the week, to being able to work with these bands, to work with Kerrang, to work with Discovered, and to work with Mallory Knox was just so so personally humble, humbling and amazing. And this, this is why I've, I've done what I've done and reviewed the bands over the festival, because I want, I want it to be a good fun positive first episode and I uh, I like everybody else heard the news a few days ago that after this tour Mallory Knox are a calling it a day and are breaking up I saw this coming after talking to these guys and I cannot be more disappointed and quite upset with the rock media the mainstream media and 
their fan base really because the way that these guys have been treated after Mikey left the band is horrible and quite quite frankly unneeded not a lot of people know that Mallory Knox were the band that they are now without Mikey for quite a while and then Mikey joined the band and it was when Mikey joined the band that all the mainstream media only talked about Mikey and Mikey was Mallory Knox everyone knew Mallory Knox as that guy not that band and that band was that band before that guy came into it and they worked so hard and at one point they were so fucking big they played the main stage at Reading and Leeds they played the main uh, the second stage at uh, Radio 1 Big Weekend they were fucking really really big at one point and the future was so bright and when Mikey left I like I say I don't I'm not a fan of this sort of music. However, I got sent the demos for Lighthouse and Beggars from a friend of mine who was friends with Mallory, and he said, listen, this is my mate's band. You need to check them out. They're really fucking good. They're about to release their debut album. And I listened to it and really liked Beggars and sort of went along with my life. I was in uni at the time. And six months later, I looked up, and these guys were fucking huge. And it was at Sing Band. And these guys for the past two years have been through so much crap and it it is undeserved, it's unwarranted and it's pretty much unneeded. All because Mikey decided to leave the band and because of how the rock media have treated Mallory Knox as a band, him leaving had a huge negative plate of shit handed to the band when, like I say, Mallory Knox were are they are, as they are now, before Mikey came along. Um, they've had hate mail, they've had horrible, disgusting comments. And when it came to the time, when they turned up at the festival, I was shaking because I was so nervous to be working with a band this size. And they came upstairs and they were so lovely. They were unbelievably kind and generous and down to earth. They didn't. They loved giving me their time. They loved chatting. Um, I've actually, I've I've got some posters from the festival that have been signed by Mallory Knox. Um, and originally they were, they were going to be, they were going to be used to sort of. To, to try and, and and help with the charity sort of thing however I've still got there's, there's I think I've got about nine ten posters that are signed by Mallory Knox and um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I think I'm gonna put them up for auction um, because uh, like not only not only did for my first show I get to work with a band like Mallory Knox but to walk away from it I think about three or four days later um, Dave um, I think it was Dave let me just double check um, let's have a look um, yeah um, uh, Joe sorry <clears throat> 
Joe messaged me after the festival and um, he, he just said thank you for an amazing night you know we really enjoyed it you know for them to do that for them to message me after working with me and say anything was unneeded and they didn't have to but you know we've you know ever so slightly kept in touch after it and you know what like I if if I do nothing re- nothing else really of of warrant with hindsight to be able to have worked with them and to be able to have se- to say that them guys closed my festival and my festival was one of the last ones that they ever played is such a humbling and amazing thing for me to be able to say and I cannot say to you and I cannot sort of push it more guys that you really should go and listen to that new album and you should go and check them out on tour that starts like in the next couple of days because not only did they deserve a good fucking send out but also and I'm not just saying this because like I said and I've said it a few times during this podcast I'm not a fan of pop punk or sort of the the rock alternative genre really but I was absolutely blown away by Mallory Knox not only did they turn up and play a show and it be a show that they wanted to put a lot of energy and and time into not only that but they they were better than the last time I saw them with Mikey so I can quite happily and quite hand on heart say fuck anybody that have brought this band down so much that they've decided to call it a day and anybody out there that thinks that they're not the same without Mikey and Mikey is Mallory Knox then you are seriously deluded and have no idea what you're talking about and I'm happy I will happily put my money where my mouth is go and watch them on this on this last tour when they if they come to a town near you and go and see it for yourself because these guys have not missed a fucking step these guys have not dipped because they're they're big famous well-known vocalist has left they've actually got fucking way better and they should not be calling it a day they should actually have released this album and started to go on to bigger and better things but unfortunately and i've experienced it recently i'm sure there are loads of people that are listening to this have experienced it as well the the media and the scene and some people generally in music are just not very nice people and a lot of people sort of live their life unable to sort of function unless they're fucking up somebody else's day and it's such a shame to see that band go and they will be missed and I hope I can only hope that one day they decide to get back together and come back but I I don't know if that'll happen I I've got their full set edited and put together and I'm going to be releasing that 
uh, this weekend for you all to see, please go out over to the Hangtai Promotions YouTube page and check that out. Uh, so that's it. That's going to be the first first episode. It was just sort of me talking for an hour and a half, really. If you have listened and if you've enjoyed it, uh, please go over to the Facebook page, Hangtai Promotions. Um, go to YouTube, Hangtai Promotions. Subscribe um, because there's more videos coming out. Um, also, there's a, <clears throat> a few people that I want to give a shout out and you should go and support too. Um, Will from over at the bunkhouse not only should you go and like the bunkhouse page but also um, go and like his sort of um, sort of artist and management page um, he really does some fucking great stuff and works with some really really good uh, good bands and whatnot out there and he's a really really good person to work for if you're a band or you're you know a booking agent or whatever um will will sheldon from the bunkhouse his promotions company is called high tide promotions and booking agency go like them on facebook um also massive massive shout out to somebody who was also a massive part of the festival but unfortunately through various situations couldn't be there is Tom uh, Carnell from uh, The Shed in Lancaster. Um, he's also got his little company called Hoax Media. Um, I was working together with uh, Tom and his partner Alex, who were a company called Nocturne. They uh, sponsored the festival, and the second day, the main stage was called the Nocturne Introduces Stage. Even though their company disbanded and whatnot before the festival took place. I still made sure that the second stage was called after them because they supported me and they were there for me and helped me. So go and check those guys out. Go and check the shed out. He's got a podcast uh, called The Nocturne Podcast. You can find it on Spotify and whatnot. Um, and also, my last shout-out, and this is a little bit random, but is for... a one of my closest friends and massive long term long long personal friend I suppose uh, Dan Benson he is the owner and creator of Fall in the Brawl uh, which is a, a slam and deathcore festival in Manchester it's taking place in November this year and it's the last on the brawl before he calls it a day please go and check that out buy a ticket turn up go support and go support my main man Dan Benson at Crown, uh, Crown and Collective um, and Hollow Crown Records go and give him a like go and support him if you like your music heavy and you live you sort of in the northwest area go fucking check them out so that's it guys thank you so much i really hope that you've enjoyed listening i really enjoyed doing it um and i'm gonna be back with a second episode and i've got hopefully from there on in i'm gonna have a guest each episode so please go over to the facebook page uh, facebook.com forward slash hangtight promotions um like 
and keep up to date with all future podcasts. Um, and like I said at the beginning, if you're in a band, please send over anything that you've got. I'll listen to it and review it and talk about it on the podcast. Um, Hangtightpromotions at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been Chris Long. Thanks.